mind over matter, overcompensating, overstatements, crookedness relating, the soul's churn in return, mental overstimulation, one word, riveting, it terrors my pilot, streams that are promised to make seeking less. Morgan McCarver, thank you so much for uh, gracing me with your parent presence. It's, uh, it's great to have you on. Welcome to Poetry Journal Podcast. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Hey, Alex. Um, this is super exciting. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It's fun. Um, author and ceramic artist. Um, could you tell us a little bit about ceramic artistry? Um, and maybe a little bit about your book and where I read somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Yes. Um, So ceramic artist is just a fancy way of um, talking about clay or pottery. Um, So I use porcelain in my work. That's mainly the clay that I choose to work with. And so it's a white, really smooth clay um, that can look translucent in the kiln once it's fired. And um, I use a lot of floral motifs. So I've hand drawn some um, different flowers and then I incorporate those on my pieces. That's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, you wrote a book. Could you tell us a little bit about your book? Of course. It's called God the Artist. And it is a, an inspirational account of pottery that's referenced in the Bible. And I'm kind of unpacking those verses from my Christian ceramic background. Um, So looking at the verses, not only um, what they mean like scripturally, um, biblically, spiritually, but also coming from the background of ceramics and saying this is this is really how um, clay works. This is kind of what the verse is talking about, just based on um, the technical side of things. Okay, that's interesting. Um, okay, let me just, uh, I have something to read, so I'm just going to go through this and then, um, we can, I have a few questions. Cool. Do you know what it like? Do you know what it is? Let me start again. I think I'm missing out. Do you know what it feels like to be out of alignment? Have you ever seen an earthquake in a mud pit? Now picture you in it like a piglet. The ultimate mud fest. In those seconds, all I could think is beautiful caves. Thus, I'm ready for mine like I'm ready to die. I don't know why, but as I think it, it commences. Now I'm on the move like a comet. Creepy crawlies like an ant's fit. Got to make the paper, paper meet words. Like the birds, I got to take flight. Um, yes, that's, that's, uh, that's it. Just a quote. Um, Beautiful. Thank you. Any thoughts before we move on? Yeah. Um, I've listened to your show quite a few episodes and I always love the little like poetry parts that you incorporate. I think that's so special. Um, and how they go along with the interviewee you have on, um, the guest. Um, but yeah, even just from the first parts of talking about, um, not being in alignment and in a way being out of alignment or misaligned 
Um, I can relate to that because I had scoliosis growing up um, and that's how I really discovered my love of ceramics. Um, my spine wasn't aligned. I had three different curves in my spine. And so that really, that was me being out of alignment in that way. Um, and so I could connect to that and talking about the unpleasant sensations like being in a mud pit or creepy crawlies, all these different things, um, having to overcome and having these um, mental, physical, um, barriers that I had to work through because of my scoliosis surgery. Um, so yes, I can definitely relate to that. And then even being in the mud pit, um, clay is mud. And so something that can look so beautiful, um, once it's finished starts off so rough. And that is such a great analogy for our lives as well, that it, in the moment, it doesn't always seem beautiful, but coming out on the other side of things, you can look back and really see beauty through the process. Absolutely, absolutely. And I appreciate you sharing um, your your interpretation. I think it's important because we always come from our own, we, it's always derived from our own experiences and it's always, it, it's somewhat similar, but it's, it's, it's still unique to the person to just kind of share their expression on how they interpret something, especially art. So um, I, I appreciate you sharing um, what you just did and I'm glad it, it relates to you more than I thought it did, <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, so, so that's, that's positive. Um, a few out the box uh, questions for you, but I, I think you can handle them. What's what's living to you? Like, how would you sum up just just in general, just that idea, of living? What's what, what is that? What's, what define that to you in your personal view? Yeah, that's a good question. Um... I, like I said, I'm a Christian, so from my standpoint, it's not just living in this world, but it's living um, knowing that there's something beyond this world. So every day, you know, it, there's one side of things. I'm just going to work. I'm just doing my thing. I'm getting groceries, doing laundry, whatever that might be. But also, um, that's the very mundane, basic part of just living. There's so much more to that um, spiritually in um, having a connection with the Creator God and um, making those connections with fellow believers and talking to fellow non-believers in that way as well. Um, but just to recognize that my life here is not the best, that there is something better in the afterlife and knowing that, um, that that's going to be something so beautiful, um, yeah. finding that hope, I guess. That's interesting. Um... There's also this this idea. Obviously, we're speaking about uh, just just a little bit into religion. You're 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 from a, you're of a religious background as well, and obviously, when you think about religion, there is something cosmic toward in 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 if you get what I'm saying. There there is something cosmic about religion, just in terms of like, yes, it's very specific, but it's also there's a sense of universal context and depth when you speak about the scriptures and and in, in line with the universe and, you know, we're talking about alignment as well. So, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, all kind of interrelated and it kind of feeds back to the, the piece. There's another part of it where it's almost like there's a, there's a certain cosmic 
um, inspiration behind, you know, just uh, what I created and how I wrote it. And again, we're going back into alignment. You know, there's a, there's something very cosmic about uh, a, a lot of things uh, I write about. Um, so, I guess I I um I resonate with what you said, and just what what you mentioned, what came to mind. Just hear you, hear you reacting to what I asked you. It was more like a the grand scheme of things for you, and. I guess maybe you're you're attentive to the grand scheme, not just the everyday life, but also the bigger picture. Is, is that, does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. I think that's a good point. Um, and I think part of that is just the mundane of everyday life can get so uh, boring or whatever you want to call it that um, it helps me to look at the bigger picture and to recognize um, you know, this is just a moment. Today is just a second in the grand scheme of things, so to speak. Yes, indeed. Um, another thing I wanted to ask was, how does, can you relate to uh, so the, the idea of surviving or survival? Is that something that you can relate to? Um, definitely. When I had my scoliosis surgery, um that really felt like survival just um i had a year-long recovery process and i really wasn't supposed to do a whole lot during that recovery uh, because everything kind of needed to solidify i had two metal rods and about 18 screws um and inserted into my spine and so i really needed to not mess that up for that year um and it did feel like survival uh mentally i wasn't really prepared for what that was going to look like um, but even physically, just pretty much learning how to walk again, how to sit up on my own, how to do all these things that you just take for granted. Yeah. Um, and I had the surgery at age 14, so that was over 12 years ago. Um, and it, you know, at in a teenage body, you know all these things, you know how to do all these things. And basically, when I first came out of surgery, someone had to feed me, you know, just going way back to the basic primal elements of life of, you know, yeah. how, how do I feed myself? How do I take care of myself? Um, just starting from scratch, I guess, in that way. Uh, yes, yeah, so I can relate to that. Um, and looking back at that, uh, feeling of helplessness is a scary yeah. thing to feel. Wow, um, that's very, that, yeah. Yeah, um, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, but yes, I, I I get the idea of literally learning everything again. Um, I mean, that's uh, that's that, that's such a hard thing to do, and it's it's a hard thing to relate to for like say an average person where you know everything is just to an extent taken for granted because you you're so past that stage where oh man, the simple things. You know, you, you start to take the simple things for granted when you get to a certain stage in your life. But, you know, when you've been through something, everything means something. You know what I mean? If you get mm. what I'm saying. Um, yeah. That's powerful. Um, I guess what I would want to ask you now, what would you say is the difference between living in your perspective and surviving on the other side? How would you differentiate the two? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, based on my answers, 
I would say that um, living is focusing on, on more than just yourself, you know, surviving. When I was in that mode of survival, it was how do I make it to the next step? How do I um, get through this moment? How do I learn how to do this again or to learn how to do this thing now that my body has been physically altered? And um, it was really, in a way, self-centered because it had to be. That's how I had to recover. You know, no one else is recovering. It's me. Um, but surviving can be very um, introspective in that way. Um, and I can struggle with like different anxiety type things. Again, like thinking about yourself, um, but getting out of that and truly living, um, not being afraid, not having anxiety and just living in the moment, living um, for the bigger picture, like we've been talking about living in my life, it's dedicated to God. So living for him in that way and knowing that it's not um, about me and my selfish desires, but it's about what he has called me to do, that calling on my life. Um, and that's more than just what this moment is. It's, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's what will go on my legacy after I die and um, who I interact with while I'm alive, everything like that is um, to me, what is the definition of living. That's some great perspective there. Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm really glad I asked you that question. Now I, I really um, enjoy your answers. Um, they're so uh, filled with so many uh, gems, and I, I think people can really um, take so much you're given. So I appreciate that. Um, what drew drew you to being an artist, just in the general term of that? Um, I would say I've always been creative. Um, before my surgery, I was really big into competitive dance. Um, and so I, I took multiple classes multiple times a week. I would do competitions on the weekends. And I always have just needed a creative outlet, just looking for ways to be creative. Um, and with the scoliosis experience, that really transitioned into pottery. Um, and then within the past, uh, I would say about four years, it's kind of moving into writing. I'm not like, I'm still doing pottery, um, but I never really had called myself a writer until recently, until this book has kind of been getting underway. Um, but with the book, God the Artist, it's just been such a whirlwind of so many different ways to be creative um, and interacting with different people. And yeah. it's it's been so much fun, <laughs> even the podcast. Um, I'm not usually like a public speaker, but yeah. just this really one-on-one -on -one interaction has been really nice. Um, and I've really enjoyed doing podcasts like this. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and like I said, it, it's been great to have you on so far. So yeah, man, having fun. Um, and so what was it, what was it about, was it the idea of having an outlet per se that, what made you choose, um, ceramic, um, specifically, like what, what, what was it about it that attracted you when you had so many, I would imagine more options than that than one, what, what made right. you choose that? Yeah, that's a great question. And I did try other things. So I've done like stained glass, watercolor. Um, I sew as a hobby. I don't really sell anything I sew, but knitting, um, different like fiber arts. So <laughs> I've tried a lot of things, um, but pottery is just so 
personal because you're touching the clay. There are other tools that are involved, but like there's no paintbrush separating me. There's no sewing machine separating me. Uh, like I am right on the way and I do a lot of hand building things as well. Um, I do use the wheel occasionally, but um, the beauty about the clay is you're right there on it. It's such a personal relationship. Um, and it's also very flexible. And at the time, when I was recovering from scoliosis and found that pottery, um, I really enjoyed the flexibility of the clay that I couldn't get out of my body and dancing anymore. I could find that freedom in the clay. And so that was really freeing for me. That's interesting. Um, how has your faith influenced where you are in life, would you say? Uh, I would say it's influenced everything, <laughs> everything of where I am in life. Um, this, because I've had so many different things happen. Um, like people don't go from like a spinal surgery straight to ceramics. Like that's not a normal jump. Um, and so I know that that was from God, like being able to be introduced to ceramics because my school didn't offer it at the time. Yeah. Um, and so all these things, like how I even found ceramics, is completely a gift from God. Um, but then moving forward, I um, about two years ago, I moved states. Um, it was kind of towards the end of the pandemic and I needed a job change. I wanted to focus more on my art. And so I moved yeah. to a completely different state to work for a potter. Um, and I didn't know anyone in the area except for the person I was working for. And so I had yeah. no friends, no connections, no family. Um, and really just relying on God in that way. Um, he, I knew that was his will. Um, he had shown me that. And I knew there was a piece about that decision, even in the midst of all these scary things that yes. so many unknowns, I didn't know the safe part of town. You know, I'm a woman, so I have to watch out like where I go after dark, things like that. Um, but I also had that underlying piece that this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where God has put me. Um, and it's amazing. Like when I completely let things go and give them to him and let him um, actually do his will instead of holding on so tight to what I think should happen. Um, it's amazing the beauty that he brings and the blessings that have come out of that um, from friends to finding a great church and connecting there and um, just so many beautiful things that have come out of that. I sense there's a, a certain illumination to an extent from the faith and the efforts that goes towards, you know, maintaining and enriching your your faith as well as yourself. W would that be correct in saying? I would say that. Um, yeah, I mean, without without my faith, like you know, God is light, and so everything would be darkness, confusion. I wouldn't be able to see clearly, and so it's a beautiful analogy: illumination, light, hope. Um, God gives all of those things, um, and finding. Um, peace in him. He doesn't tell me every answer immediately. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is a blind faith, um, but still um, knowing that I'm on the right path and knowing that as long as I'm seeking him and his will, um, he will bless me through that and um, I'll be honoring him in the process. Yes, yes. I mean, I mean finding oneself is not something that is preordained. Uh, me personally, I, I think it's a choice, um, almost like the will to live or as opposed to survive you know there's a there's there's a transition but they they, they had there but behind that transition there's that um 
initiation or like like I said but that choice to begin with and so from when you make that transition it's almost like it changes everything you know everything changes uh, trajectory momentum changes from one to the next um, but obviously sometimes again it's a choice but it starts in the mind and so the sight to see what is or your situation I think that's where sometimes people get um, almost cloudy in the sense where you don't see it you're not aware of the difference you're not clarified to what to do and so you're in a situation where you think oh man this is um this is a this is a situation i can't necessarily solve by myself but it requires you to make that choice for yourself and so there becomes a cyclical situation that you you think you can't get yourself out of but you can do you get what i'm saying <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I can't just wait around for something to happen to me. Like, yes, I know God has um, put me on this path, but, you know, I still have to go out and do the festivals. My pots aren't going to sell themselves. I still have to network with people. I still have to, um, I still have to effort. It's not going to happen to me just because I'm sitting here. (laughs) So I get what you're saying. Yes, and um, again, I think we, we, we spoke a little bit about this where, you know, the, the, the mud pit, but, well, I'm, I'm thinking about the mud pit, but you're, in your case, ceramics and, you know, molding into clay and, I don't know, like, it's, it's almost like there's something, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, something intertwined there between your faith and, um, ceramics in general. I, I don't know if it's a coincidence <laughs> or it's, it's, it's just, you know, something that just happened. But it seems like there's a almost um, harmonious situation going on there where it really works for you as a person uh, as well as a reflection of who you are. Does that make sense? It does, and I take that as a compliment, so thank you um, for saying that. But uh, yes, I would say um, there's so many things about ceramics that I'm drawn to, just um, the quiet aspect um, of I can work alone, I can work in silence, I can listen to music if I want, um, but really just having that one-on-one time with the clay. Um, And then again, reflecting that and noticing how that is direct symbolism of my relationship with God. Like when I'm in the studio, I'm working with the clay. I am the potter and I know what I'm doing. I have the confidence and the skills to do it. And I go in there and get it done. Um, But then recognizing on the flip side, symbolically, now I am the clay. God is in control. He has the confidence. He has the skills. And I have nothing. I'm just a piece of mud, you know? Um, But recognizing that I need to be open and receptive to the changes he's willing to make. Um, Because if the clay is too dry and I try to change something, it's just going to crumble and crack in my hands and it'll be useless. Um, And in the same way, that's how I view my life. If I am not um, open to change or ready to accept what he has for me, um, then I'm just going to crumble under the pressure and I'm not going to be able to be who he needs me to be in that moment. Um, and there's always grace, you know, I'm not perfect. I've resisted some things and yeah. thankfully he gives me his grace to 
you know, let's start over. That was a mistake. We're going to, you know, find redemption through this. Um, but it's just constant reminders like that in the studio of um, my relationship with God based on my relationship with Clay. And it's a really beautiful thing to be able to see um, having worked with Clay for so long. Um, just recognizing that slowly over time has been really special. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, I'm, I'm aware you don't have a lot of time left, but um, I actually wanted to give you the floor now and just if you have anything to promote or share with my audience, um, yes, go right ahead. Thank you so much. Um, and this has been such an awesome time. Um, so thank you for having me on. Um, okay. But my last little tidbits would be um, just that I believe that everybody is creative in and of themselves. Um, and I believe that because I believe that God created all of humanity and he created us in his image. And by default, if he is creative, then all of humanity has to be creative. And that looks different for everyone. And that doesn't mean you'll be the best at anything. I'm not the best potter. I know that about myself, but that doesn't disqualify me from being a potter. And it doesn't stop me from wanting to make beautiful things. Um, but I do know that that is my special niche. That's where I find my creativity. Um, I can try in different ways. Um, music i've tried taking lessons but that that isn't where my special skills are and um if you're listening and you feel like you aren't creative maybe you just haven't found that special skill that god's given you yet um and it could be anything from organizing a closet to baking to there's so many different ways to be creative um and being creative just means that you're making something that wasn't already there and so there's so many different ways than just painting, you know, painting quotes on a canvas. There's so many different ways to be creative. And I just encourage all of you listening um, to find that special way that you are creative. Um, and it, it's just so freeing when you do. Absolutely. As, as, um, I could have said it better. I, I totally agree. And um, it, has been, um, it has been great. It has been fun having you on. I really enjoy your your reply to my my uh, questions. Um, but if they do take you throw a little spanners in the work, that sometimes they can be a little bit um, you know off steady. But um, um, I, I I find they're they're good to kind of open up the conversation to really understand and share somebody's uh, to get somebody's perspective on or, or their their way of thinking and understanding where they're coming from especially a creative person um it's almost like a, a jousting in a sense where we can really kind of get an idea of how we kind of flow within you know the whole realm of our interpersonal self in a sense but um it, it was it was great to have you on and thank you so much for um spending some time <laughs> and um and uh, coming to have a conversation it has been a pleasure having you on board um i would love to have you back in the future so um to be definitely be in touch thank you so much that sounds great all right take care bye mind over matter overcompensating overstatements Crookedness related. The soul's churn in return. Mental overstimulation. 
one word, riveting, it tells my pilot, streams that are promised, to make seeking less, 